Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen of Rumham and Wild Cards. This is the ultimate It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast for the ultimate fans of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. My name is Braden. I'm not here alone today. I got some co-hosts with me. Introduce yourselves, gentlemen. What's up? It's Donnie Crunkleton. Hey, it's Adam Rothboy. Tap water. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Just straight tap water. I'm allergic. I love <laughs> not hearing your name until this moment. It... it Makes me laugh so much. It makes them so yeah. much better. Yeah. So uh, obviously our anonymous co-host here, the dish of the day, who will be calling tap water for the remainder of this episode. Uh, I've begun intermittent fasting. Dude, I was actually about to bring that up because I actually have been, and I was going to say that's almost an actual dish now for right, me. Right, because it's intermittent fasting, so all you drink is tap water. So the way I do it is I wake up, I eat breakfast, and then I don't eat until my um, snack before lunch, and then I eat the snack before lunch, and then I eat lunch. And then I usually don't eat until dinner, and then I eat a snack after dinner, and I go to some really fasting. So you're almost eating all day? It's the same way I quit cigarettes. I was quitting cigarettes in between each cigarette I smoked. Oh, okay. Gotta think about it like that. So if you're doing it all day except for 30 minutes a day, you're basically like, it's basically the same thing. I probably took five minutes in between cigarettes. Like I said, this is the ultimate podcaster fans of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 4, Mac Bangs Dennis's Mom. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. If this is not your first time joining us, thanks for joining us again. Glad to have you with us. Uh, feel free to join the conversation on Twitter, Instagram, and the emails if you do that. At AlwaysSunnyPod and AlwaysSunnyPod at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show, what you think about what we got to say about your favorite episodes, your least favorite episodes. Let us know what your favorite episodes are. AlwaysSunnyPod at gmail.com. And, of course, the whole reason we're sitting around here at this table, the lists of lists, our full ranking of every episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia so far can be found on our subreddit, are always sunny pod that's reddit.com r slash r always sunny pod i'm pretty sure i messed that url but uh you can go read the show notes anyways also we got stickers now so we're just kind of giving those away if you want a rum ham and wild card sticker sent to you feel free to hit us up on the aforementioned social medias send us an email let us know what you think of the show and we will send you these lovely rum ham and wild cards Ongo Gablogian. Derivative. Derivative. Uh, amazing stickers made by my amazing girlfriend. Bullshit. So, <laughs> so this I love. Like I said, we're talking about season two, episode four, Mac Bangs, Dennis's mom. In the first part of this episode, we're going to talk about the episode a little generically, maybe some themes in it, bring up some points maybe you haven't thought about when watching this episode. And then in the second part of this episode, we are going to put some numbers to our argument and quantify and put it on a scale of 10 and other fancy words, but we'll get that to that later. So Mac has a fling with Dennis and Dee's mom and Dennis dates or the waitress to try and get out of Charlie work, but then he also tries to get back at Mac for sleeping with his mom. There's a lot going on here in the plot. Charlie and Dee organize a mass manipulation scheme over Mac and Dennis. Uh, the waitress is a total wild card in this episode. There's a lot going on. Uh, like I said, last episode, that was the first episode of Sunny I had ever watched. This was the second one I had ever watched, and I, I hated it. I was so confused. I was like, what are all these people about? This is, this is not how I met your mother. This is not what I'm used to. 
So I'm very excited to talk about this episode. It was today. at a swingers club. That's how I met your mother. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I have a newfound appreciation for this episode, basically. And your mother. I I want to say the same thing, Braden. <laughs> Honestly, I when when we started watching this episode earlier, I was like really surprised that I hadn't recognized it in a lot um, of the scenes. But then I watched it, and it soon became. It might become one of my new favorite episodes. It was just so, it was like, it felt new to me and it was so fresh and raw and I loved it so much and it, it blew me away because I really forgot about it. So the humor of this episode comes from the story, but in order to get the story, you got to like kind of know the characters yeah. and having watched this series two dozen times now, I get these characters mm-hmm. first couple times did not. Also like, um, there are a few recurring characters in this episode that you, you know, might not have context for. So I can see how watching this for your second episode might be a bit confusing. Yeah, I didn't appreciate Max's mom, or not Max's mom, Charlie's mom. This mm-hmm. is the first time we see Max's mom. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like it. I'm not going to go start saying I love it, but I, I like this episode more than I did mm-hmm. going into it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of this episode. I thought it was funny, obviously. I think it was it kept me laughing the entire time for the most part, but... I think this is still, once again, I think it keeps coming back to the, one of these episodes that it, it just loses value for some reason. Mm. So, like, I think I'm being a little harsh. So, maybe you guys can sway my points later once we start diving deeper. But, mm-hmm. yeah, overall, this is definitely not one of my favorite episodes. There are a lot of uh, really good hidden points that I didn't know about this episode. That After reading a couple interviews about the production of this episode, I understand a lot better. There's a lot more that went into this. And so I bumped my score up a little bit before we start recording. And I also realized that I've been saying Dan Ateus. It's Dan Atius. I apologize, Dan Atius. Like Atticus Finch? Yes, exactly like Atticus or Finch. Attica? Atius Finch. That helps. If it helps you, you know, say it, yeah. I'm still going to say Ateus. So like one of the hidden points I'm talking about in this episode is when Frank's doing his move in the club. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Frank, remember? Go, go for it, go for it. Go for it, go for it. Where'd he go? Back! Go for it, go for it. In the background is Glenn and uh, Mac, or sorry, Rob. Glenn and Rob, they were editing down the episode and they're like, okay, whatever Frank sings, when they recorded it, obviously was silent. In, mm-hmm. the, in the room. So like whatever Frank Why is sings. That obvious? Because you add sound and post in these types. Of, I don't know. If, you, if you're not aware of how TV production works. How does TV production work? You add background sound and fully in post-production. So can I ask a question? It's terrible. Can I ask a question for clarification? So you're saying that he did the go for it yeah, thing so and Frank they made went, the song. Ooh, go for it. Ooh, he did that. And so they're editing and they're like, all right, let's get in the booth and like harmonize and do this. Because they don't play music. You'd think, I mean, most people, I guess, would think that they play music while they're filming the scene. I guess that's an obvious thing to say, but they don't, they do music after all the scenes are shot. Is that just like a relic Usually. from silent movies when they had the piano guy playing the music to the I movie? think it just makes it easier for whoever the sound supervisor is or, yeah. I don't know, editing it down. I don't know. People have like this, this idea that because the song is playing in that scene, they overshot, you know, that song and the scene at the same time. But 
really was. There's a reason I'm doing podcasts. There's a reason I don't have a. Yeah. So it's really grasp. just these two guys in a bar with a bunch of other people who are fake dancing to fake music and they're just yelling. It's called it's acting. To be Dude, loud. wait until I like introduce the exciting world of background actors. You ever notice like the people in the background of sitcoms that are just kind of there to do nothing? Mm-hmm. That that's the whole thing of TV. Yeah. That's, Literally, that's, I was watching another uh, TV show called Burn Notice the other day, and there's like I love that show; it's so fun. But you just have these like same recurring actors in the same outfits, just walking around. Take it away, Don. We actually brought this up earlier. We're diverting pretty early yeah. away from it's always sunny. It was <laughs> it was just funny because we brought up earlier that every episode I've had to mention that we need to get back to Bring it's us always back. sunny. Bring us back, reel yeah. us in. Another, I don't, I can't. Sorry, but but like you, you've <laughs> seen a bunch of like any any show. Next time you watch a show that's not It's Always Sunny, look for the background actors and see what they're doing. Most of the time, you're going to see them do the same exact thing like over and over again. I only watch monologues. Like, I, only I only watch, watch TED Talks. Yeah, exactly. I only, I only watch, watch It's Always Sunny. I only watch one guy talking into a screen. Named Ted? What? <laughs> they're all named Ted? <laughs> 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 We're getting way up. How I met your mom. Oh, my God. Take it away, <laughs> Donnie. <laughs> brought up this awful show uh, we can twice. talk about Ted now since you guys brought up Ted. I just watched that the other day. It's <laughs> a good movie. Oh uh, Teddy Bruski. I, I saw uh, Ted 2 being filmed in the Boston Commons. Uh, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. Can we get back to It's Always Sunny here? Uh, sure. I'm with it. Uh, do we not... We like this about- episode? Am I going into it with too much enthusiasm? I love yeah, this no, I didn't like it at all. That's and this whole sound thing makes it worse. And in fact, ruins TV. I think entirely for me. The magic Ooh. of TV is ruined. You know, I'm really upset because I thought you were going to go like the complete opposite direction after hearing my argument on this. No, I mean this episode was kind of super boring. There was like yeah, a like few chuckles, and it was what, whatever. I was cackling, and I was honestly... Wait a minute. I was laughing hard. I think you I was were even not. pretty We generous. were here. We were <laughs> just here. We literally here. Every now and then, I would cackle. I was, it was hilarious to me. Maybe, Donnie, maybe you didn't like it as much because you said that you've seen it a bunch. And yeah. where I'm coming from is I've, I don't remember this at all. I know. I'm glad that you said that and you brought that up earlier because I think that is... As much as it sucks, as much as people want to bash me for it, maybe, and maybe I'm harsh on scores, but like I think it has to lose some value for how much I've watched this show. Well, that's just the novelty you're saying. It loses the novelty. Yeah, I think it's different. Also, like if I were to be showing somebody this episode that had never seen it before, I might be more interested and I might laugh more and I might be more inclined to enjoy it or whatever. But I wouldn't show it to someone who hasn't seen the show like how I saw it. I mean, I, not as a I first think the one. complete oh, opposite guess, yeah. of what you think. I think this got better with the novelty of, I don't know. I, I just feel like this is one of the first times we really see the characters like, and the plot really just yeah. resonate. And I might yeah. even like tone down my score on the, the funniness and, and give a little points towards the story and the character. Because I think that is kind of the best part of this episode is like it was more of a staple and it was more important to me than it was entertaining and funny. Like it really did kind of just like you said, develop a lot of characters and show all their evilness to each other and all these different things. I'm, I'm kind of curious about because you said that you didn't like this episode because some of the novelty and you um it kind of, the humor was lost on you because you've seen it so much but isn't it's always sunny really about the novelty like you know if if the novelty of, of a quote or whatever or an episode um i guess ruined that episode for you and i i would never quote an episode or anything you There's know the entire show is of it's always sunny that you can watch a million times dude i was literally just gonna say that no that, i know yeah go ahead the whole point of like it's always sunny at least when me and i'm hanging out with my friends and watching them is like we get to quote everything and like 
everything's novelty. The entire show is like novelty. Do you know the definition of novelty? Not entirely, but I'm using it in the way that Donnie <laughs> it's did. It's about newness. Well, I don't think I even use novelty. That, that novel, sure. Yeah. So we are the gang. Someone used a word yeah. and everyone else is just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I know how to novelty. use it too. It's novelty. <laughs> I didn't use it because I'm not 100% I used it. sure. I was honestly saying. I was honestly... <laughs> I was honestly thinking novelty as Move like to strike as like like a tchotchke, like an Dude, like no, a thing to have. I like don't a know. Toy. What, it's yeah. like a vig. It's like a vig. <laughs> oh, vig. the vig. Yeah, it's a vig. <laughs> I was saying that there are certain episodes that might be funnier when this is true of anything, any media, anything you consume, food too, any anything. This is a human experience. Sex. Um, I'm not gonna go. I don't have time to get into it right now. Uh, <laughs> Where it wears off after the first time, and it's less funny and less interesting and less entertaining after the first your yeah. first experience you get, with it. You get desensitized. This to is it. one of those episodes. Mm-hmm. There are episodes of It's Always Sunny that don't have that. Okay, that Christmas special, Christmas special, Family Feud, the one where they go to the water park, mm-hmm. um, gang commits a hate crime. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm trying to look at this more objectively. Like, if I'm using every other time that I've seen an episode and being like. Yeah, I don't like it anymore. I'm not, I'm not going to be able to fully rank the show. But Yeah, but I also kind of think a little differently because I kind of realized I had to be a little more harsh because if I did look at it subjectively, I feel like every episode would have to be an 8, 9, or 10 because that's why we got here and why I like the show in the first place. So like, it, I, I feel like I had to be more strict because... I have to give a scale of one to ten. Like I don't think I'm ever. I don't think I've ever given a score lower than like a three or four anyway. So like I'm already being a little generous as it is. So I don't know. I kind of feel like I have to be harsh to show people which episodes truly are just the. Doesn't matter. I'll watch it every day, mm-hmm. maybe twice a day, and it's still never going to lose any value. I get that. That's fair. That makes sense. I guess the whole point we're coming to is is the whole point of this podcast is to find these episodes that do not have the effect this episode has Mm -hmm. find the episodes i guess to put it in a cheesy way have stood the test of time you know because the show from the cringe humor it's kind of in the same way the office does i've been listening to an oral his no 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 hear me out michael scott (laughs) michael scott is a character that obviously you're not laughing at him because he made a homophobic comment you're laughing at him because he doesn't understand what he did was wrong but not only that, he changes. This is where It's Always Sunny differs. They're both in Pennsylvania, side note. But this is where It's Always Sunny differs. The gang doesn't learn. Michael Scott does learn. So I think that's kind of speaking for the whole show. I think that speaks for It's Always Sunny as a whole that the gang develops, but they don't. And, and the, their humor is built around being able to laugh at people that think things that aren't okay are. I think I would describe the gang's, quote, development, end quote, as more of a descent. I was just going to say that yeah. exactly. Because I was thing. thinking about other episodes that we mentioned that we brought up. And like uh, now what I'm looking for, and maybe the fans can help me out with the wildcard crew. Sorry, you guys aren't fans. You're equals. <laughs> um, could help me out with is if there's an episode out there. I suspect it's somewhere between season five and six where it just turns. Like there's like a switch that just turns and then it's like a full downhill spiral into things like the water park episode. I skipped ahead to season 10 earlier this week just for some like Frank shenanigans and it, it bad idea. It was a bad idea because I just don't think I like 
obviously these earlier episodes are as good as the later episodes, but that seems to be a general consensus amongst Sunny fans. Mm -hmm. That the later episodes are better? Uh, generally, obviously, you have some golden ones in the earlier episodes that people reference. For me, and this is common across all shows that I watch, my favorite like seasons of a show are usually like seasons three and four, just most of the time. I don't know why. Just you know, they've they've got that they've hit that comfortable they're spot. In it, like yeah. they're in the swing of it. They're mm -hmm. you know they're not jumping the shark just yet. Like all right, what can we write in next to keep people interested? Mm -hmm. Like I'm also watching Weeds right now. Oh. Great show. I watched it that a long time ago. It jumps really the shark. Trash. Yes. I, yes. I'm not interested, but like, I'm mm. like, I guess I got to finish this. Mm -hmm. That's a show that I watched that I thought was pretty good when I was watching it. And then looking back on After what season I three. did yeah. with when, my life, looking back at everything that I had done and, and, and the man I was after watching it is just not good. They burned the whole shark down. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to, I'm not done with it, first of all, but I'm not going to pretend that it's not funny. All right, Mary. It's, great, it's not. It's not not funny. Mary, uh, what is her name? Is Mary Louise Dreyfus, right? Parker, That's the actress. Mary I Louise Parker. Parker. Yeah. She has sex with a bunch of people, and there are drugs involved. That's the show. She's the, one of the biggest drug dealers in like the southern United States, California. I just area. spoiled it for you. She has sex with a bunch of people. and I mean, if you're going to water down a show, but that's like watering Sunny down to like five people screaming at a bar in a bar in South Philly. You know, you can water down any show like that. Mm -hmm. Guy gets cancer, has to cook drugs to su support his family. Take but it away, Donnie. <laughs> that sounds interesting, though. Back to I the have, show. I guess, uh, yeah, two comments. First of all, he is tap water. He's watering everything down. But, um, <laughs> um, yeah, secondly, I don't know what you guys are talking about because, once again, I only watch It's Always Sunny. <laughs> so I'll comment when we talk about this show. <laughs> so what tap water was saying was that, or I guess what you guys were saying, that there was a part in the show Sorry. where um, the show like noticeably gets different from the earlier seasons. And you said that was like with seasons around seasons five and six. Um, but like three through six. Yeah. That's my three guess. Through six, that's your guess. Tap water. But doing watching the show episode by episode beginning to end, I'm starting to pick up on all the cues that like were that all these, these characters were developing. Like this episode alone, like Dennis is like went really dark, went really mm -hmm. messed up in this episode. Um, more so than he has in other episodes different maybe not more so but definitely different um, well he has his plan before the episode even starts like yeah. one of the first things he establishes to d is i'm getting out of charlie work which also continuity from last episode points to the story if you ask me but he says to d right off the bat i'm getting out of this charlie work and i know how i'm doing it also another thing why this episode is great is i love it whenever charlie is ahead of the ball whenever he's the one planning things whenever he's the one 10 steps ahead of the rest of the characters, or even if he thinks he is. Um, about, that's one of this episode. That's I was about to say, he's really ahead, but he's always, while he might be ahead in so many steps, there's always that one piece that he missed. Like when mm -hmm. they mentioned like, how'd you know Dennis wasn't going to bang your mom? He's like, oh, I guess I, I overlooked that. Another reason I love this show. They just don't take themselves so seriously. Yeah. Like even, even Charlie Day, when he was talking about this episode, when they wrote it, they realized that plot hole. And the only reason Charlie says, oh, I didn't think of that is because they just couldn't come up with a punchline. Yeah, and but it, in a way, that is the punchline. Yeah. That makes sense too. I laughed too. so hard at that. Yeah. People I love it. Audiences, like especially in like comedy movies or shows, audiences can tell what you're getting jerked around. And it's jumping the shark. Yeah. That's that feeling. And this show, it's always sunny, especially that quote you just said. Oh, I didn't think of that. That proves to the audience that like they're not jerking you around. They're just giving you what you know what they know. It's a funny ass plot. The characters are great. I don't 
I don't understand. No, I do understand why you guys aren't as hyped as me and Adam about this episode. I'm not going to try and convince you anymore to love it more. I understand why you're a little bored with it. I fucking hate sitcoms. There are two different kinds of people. really fucking hate sitcoms. They're so boring. Did this feel more sitcom-y to you then? Yes, that's what it was. I mean, that's what it was. It felt more sitcom-y. I mean, there were um, points against sitcoms, like it trying to be like the anti-sitcom, like when um, Mrs. Mrs. What is fucking, what is Dennis's last name? Reynolds. Mrs. Reynolds <laughs> fucking <laughs> takes her, just like takes her clothes off. Like in other. Which, um, by the way, that's a leg double. That's not actually her legs in that shot. Okay. Another dumb little tidbit. Thanks, man. Yeah, that's why I'm doing this Can for. I get a leg double? <laughs> no, you don't need them. Oh, wow. So in other sitcoms, they try and like hide the sex or whatever, try and hide something like that, that, you know, um, characters are sleeping around with each other. Or someone's going to have a big sex moment or whatever. And here she just like takes her clothes off. I think that's pretty funny. But in terms of, I'll tell you what happened. When I was a young boy, my father forced me to watch hours and hours of TV land. Okay. And I just couldn't fucking stand it. Okay. After a point in time. <laughs> I just fucking hate no sitcoms. more Andy Griffith. No show. more Andy Griffith. No more Dick Van Dyke. No more leaving. No to more Beaver. Three's Company. <laughs> Three's Company was. Ag- I was gonna say Three's Company Three's was actually company one of my solid. favorites growing up, fucking especially Archie Bunker motherfucker. Was Gilligan's Island on TV? Land? Yes. Oh, see those two. Gilligan's I Island. I love Lu- I love Lucy. Ah, oh, fuck. American. Damn, you you guys got me Desi hooked. Arnaz Early American. Now. Early American television was garbage. Mm. Um. Mm. So anyway, I don't like sitcoms, yeah. No, it's okay. A few more fun facts about this episode. The the line, Charlie picking up the calculator, and he goes, now, what do you do? It, it was, was a receipt machine. A receipt machine, whatever. He improvised that, but later in, in the episode, he wanted to bring it up again, I guess, because phase four, that he doesn't ever say what it is, was going to be him picking up the receipt machine going, can you tell me, can what, you this tell me what this does? How great of a book ending that, would that have I been? I think that, that would have been really funny. Ah, but they, they didn't let him get phase four in. Yeah, so things I was saying earlier about the anti-sitcoms, he's, doing, he's not doing office work when he's supposed to be, but the house of cards is taped together. I thought that was fucking hilarious. Like, that's sort of like, Oaf, who's supposed to be doing office work, but he's building a house of cards instead. But he's not really building a house of cards. He fucking taped them together, and it's still not standing up properly. Um, I don't know if he did tape them together. I, I've always thought that, 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 like, when they have props of House of Cards props on, like, shows or movies, I thought they always, like, maintain them you to stay together. You can see the scotch tape. How many shows are you watching where the crux, is, uh, the crux of the scene is a character building a House of Cards, other than the show House of Cards? I've never seen House of Cards. I assume it's about Kevin Spacey We're not building House of, Car- house of Cards. We're not talk about Kevin Spacey. Good point. (laughs) (laughs) But Adam, answer my question. How many shows are you watching where characters are just going around building houses of cards? Okay, you know what? I I can't, I don't know. Build a house of cards. And that's why we're having this conversation. Also, Danny DeVito's daughter is in this episode. If we're talking about little creepier facts, he kind of ogles out the waitress on his date. Yeah, which that scene is even better because they're literally talking about He's talking about, oh, you keep talking about your kids and your dead husband. and Aren't kids a blessing? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're literally talking about their kids. He's staring as at the his waitress daughter's walks own up. ass. Yeah. Wow. I'm hoping that it was like a separate shot they did and he didn't actually. It, it for sure looked like have it. To. But they put a GoPro on his head and he like. I doubt that. 
Oh, God. It's called being an actor. Method. Gold. Don't acting. Mrs. Mac's home is next door to Rob McElhenney's real life home. So in Los Angeles? Not Los Angeles. They were filmed season two in Philadelphia. Later seasons are filmed in Los Angeles. But what about those light posts? They have those light posts in Philadelphia too? You know, I'm not a city planner for the city of Philadelphia or it. Los Angeles. So I mean we can like Google him and hit him up and get him on the show. Well let I'm me I'm sure tell that'd you, be the most boring they episode. Have those light posts in Los Angeles. Welcome back to the Light Post Podcast. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't see the specific the Light Post. I wasn't caught up in that, but today we're I know talking. they have Light Posts in a lot of cities. I think all of them. Maybe LED. You all should start paying more attention to the cinematography. I pay more attention that there's actually lights lighting up, other than not the actual post, but, you know. God, where did this conversation go? What the hell was this? I tried to keep it on. It's always sunny, and you guys, you guys, uh, it was a bad first, episode, man. It is the first one you're joining us for. I'm, I apologize. I'm like a kid throwing a temper tantrum. It was a bad episode. I actually uh, still think, despite how how unsatisfied I am with the episode now, I still think I was pretty generous with my score. So we'll talk about our scores yeah. here in a second. When we come back from the break, we are going to put all our arguments on a scale of 1 to 10. We're going to talk about the characters, the quotes, the story, all that coming up right after the break. We'll be right back. Sorry, the, the, the chicks are not funny. The Dixie Cups. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Rumham Wild Cards. Braden, Donnie, Tapwater, Adam sitting around the table talking about season two, episode four, Mac Bangs Dennis's Mom. A 2006 episode directed by Dan Adias. Let's talk about how we rank these episodes here at Rumham and Wild Cards. We got five categories. We got the story. We got the characters. We got the quotes. We got the overall humor. And last but not least, the wild card. You can give up to 10 points for each category. Total of 200 points between the four of us sitting here at the table. A bunch of boring math that we'll take care of. You sit back, relax, and uh, listen to more of this idiocy. The story. I, I'm defending at, at a nine. Jesus. A nine. And if you're not careful, I'll throw it up to a 10. I swear. I sweat wow. on my mom's life. Wow. That's bold. We got nine out of 10. What, what do you guys think? I'm not going to take your dreams away from you. That, that car that just honked out of that window it agrees with me. It's a nine. I'm not going to take your <laughs> dreams away from you. You do whatever you want. I mean, I gave it a six because it's not that good. I think a lot of the humor, like I said, comes from the story in this. There's not too many good quotes, some subtle physical jokes. I mean, but, it was uh, pretty no. much a linear A to B story besides for everybody watching each other from the car, which I feel like they could have done so much more with. Um, so that's why I gave it one above average. You don't think they did enough with it? I don't think they, they did, did stuff enough. with it. Like when they, when D not, yells not at the waitress. Yeah, not story-wise interchangeably though. Like, not where D yells at Dennis or D yells at someone else going through their own story. I uh, love in the early seasons when, at the very end, they'll try and sneak in a little lesson at the end then when it seems like, you know, Dennis and Mac are going to hash it out and they just smacks him across the face. You know, it's not sitcom. 
It's not a sitcom. I, I thought the step out of the car thing was really, really funny. Oh, with uh, D. Yeah, and the waitress like. Yeah. I, uh-oh. Excuse me. Need to get this. Okay. Pop out real quick. Really? Yeah, it's personal. So you don't want to be rude. So, excuse me. Thanks. Yeah, Step this, out of the car. Yeah, this is important. Like, <laughs> okay, don't want to be like, rude. Yeah, don't be rude. Yeah, just get out of the car. Well, I, I think hilarious. I think the entire like all the times that we see them in the car, and then when Dennis finally gets out at the end of the car, you know, they do something with it because we see everyone in the car, and we're thinking, oh, are they going to get out and confront? No. Are they going to get out and confront? No. Are they going to get get out and confront? No. And then Dennis finally does it, and he confronts Mac. But he only does it when it's like safe to be like, I told you so. Yeah, but they're still playing on your expectations that no one's going to come out of the car. And yeah. only after he failed twice yeah. to go after both of his friend's mothers. So, yeah. Braden, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to sort of agree with your nine. I'm giving an, an 8.5 for the story. Was, was that just uh, jumping out there at nine as well? I'm going to give it a eight. I don't think that they had, like Tapwater said, two separate plots which to me are some of the best it's always sunny episodes i think it was a good story which is why i gave it an eight but it was just one a to b finish start to finish story i mean it's a to b but a to b is kind of a jumble like when you it think had about twists, like for sure who has the power the hierarchy like Who's their relations the their relationships together as the gang when it when forms and you can see the these relationships in action, you can appreciate it a bit more. So I think yeah, it's A to B plot, but really, it's it's kind of everywhere the entire way. You don't know who's on, you know, who's getting over on who. This is an episode where everyone is on, and the reason that I, that I like the story so much is because, particularly because of Charlie. I love when Charlie thinks that he's like a foot ahead. Like I said earlier, I love it when he thinks he's a foot ahead of everyone. And when he thinks he can like get his plan going, then it always comes crashing down on him because he didn't see one thing. And, you know, we've seen it a bunch, but I just, I love it every time. And they did this so well. You know, every time they go to the house, they cut the beat cuts to them in the car. And every time like they have to do another thing, another phase in the plan just to, this is a situational comedy. They take whatever they Whatever happens and being like, okay, now we have to do a completely different thing, but still do the plan. It's a situational, com- situational comedy by definition, but I'm yeah. not saying that's a sitcom. Yeah. It's I still the anti-sitcom. I argue that's a sitcom. It is an anti-sitcom. I thought that sitcom meant they were literally sitting. Like every famous sitcom has a place where people sit. Like sitting, Seinfeld. communicating. Yeah, the couch, Two and a Half Men, largely takes place on a couch or at a table. Frasier is the coffee shop. Friends has the coffee shop. I can't name another coffee met, shop one. I wanted a third coffee shop. Seinfeld has a diner which has coffee. All right, Donnie, bring it back. <laughs> yeah. All right, Donnie. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, I don't disagree with you guys. Uh, about the coffee shop. Yeah, no. I, I, yeah, I was going to actually dive deeper into coffee if you guys didn't mind. But um, I do think it was a great story. I don't disagree with you there at all. But I just, like I said, for me to give it that nine or ten, I would just want it to have those two stories that are really two separate stories that somehow collide at some point or at the end they tie together. (laughs) Yeah, the wraparound, as uh, Tapwater would say. So there was no wraparound, but there was like a sudden end of the story. Yeah, there was a sudden end. And like I said, there were still good twists. Like Mm -hmm. I don't, I could have given it obviously a one through seven if I really didn't like the story. Like I still gave it an eight. Like I said, it just wasn't for me that nine or 10. I think this episode is kind of like, 
a game of poker or any other card game where you don't really know who's winning until the very end. And then the waitress just kind of comes in and is like Royal flush mm-hmm. and just kind of wild cards over everyone else and bangs Frank uh, back to Donnie. Can I say another thing? You, you, you talked about the wraparound and how you like it when those, those episodes have a nice wraparound and it's definitely satisfying when they do. Can we stop calling it a wraparound? Yeah, yeah, man, I was like, I feel like a good reach around. Yeah, I, I, sorry, he loves good, a good wraparound. I love you a good word, satisfying reaparound. Uh, you like it when the, the story is a good reach around. You like it. You like it when the writers of the story give you a nice reach around and yeah. the entire story comes full circle at the end. And a circle jerk reach around. Yes. And that's why I'm giving it a 0.5 because I do love that. But a I also point five for the story. No, a point five yeah, above the point five. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, I'm putting it as an eight point five, and I'm doing that because I also appreciate when a story just ends, when they just throw everything in your face and be like, "Fuck you, it's ending right now." And I like, I like those sudden endings. Sometimes. Sunny does it. Yeah, I also agree with that. I too, definitely but. don't agree with that if it's a serial TV show. No, which but this was Sunny does it fucking annoying. Every sun, every beat that Sunny hits, you know, is is on purpose, and they did it so well with the ending of this one. That's because you fucking. Ten nine ninety nine a month, fifteen ninety nine a month for two screens. Privilege, motherfucker. We're watching it on Netflix when everything was released, so you don't care about that in your your ivory tower, okay? But when you're watching it <laughs> weekly on cable television, or if you're lucky enough for your friends to have a DVR recorder, then it's going to be really fucking annoying when the show just ends. Uh, it's on Hulu, not Netflix. Well, when you were watching it, it was on Netflix, old man. <laughs> the characters of this episode. <laughs> I have no idea. I've lost yeah. all control of this episode. Uh, the the characters, I'm giving an 8 out of 10. Yeah, I also gave an 8. I feel like an eight's pretty fair because like I said, uh, we get Mrs. Mack for the first time popping up in the show. The, the characters are pretty much the characters we know and love with the exception of Charlie. I feel like Charlie... No, he does stupid stuff. He like does some stupid stuff. the House of Cards. What does this receipt printer do when he's supposed to be running the bar? I feel like in order to give it a 9 or a 10... Maybe I should lower it to a seven. Um, they have to be extreme versions of themselves. This is like if someone was like, hey, can you play the mild version of your character? I'm like, okay. Adam, would you give it? I'm giving this a nine because okay. I still, I, I, I agree with that. Like, are we giving this the mild or the all the characters? But then again, like, are you comparing it to, like, what's the, what's the full extent they're giving their characters in the new seasons? Because there's going to be more seasons. Are you going to drop those down when more seasons come out? I'm still... Uh, grading these characters based on how I'm seeing them develop. And I'm seeing, I gave it a nine because, you know, we have a new recurring character, Max, uh, Max mom. Then mm-hmm. you have no frame of reference. Well, hold, hold in your worldview, there's no frame of reference. There's more to it Nothing though. means everything. There's more to it's it. It's like, though. whose line is it anyway? That's a good show, but there's more to it. Um, I also think that the waitress, this is some of the best waitress, waitress we've seen so far in the show. She's, She's really, really in, this in this episode. episode. And we have a bunch of recurring characters that I really love. I, I love, I love you. Yeah, <laughs> and it's so great. And uh, Dennis, I know I talk about. I love seeing Dennis slowly like degrade into whatever sociopath he we know he becomes. But this is another episode where we definitely see that more so than in other episodes. Yeah, I mean, once again, I agree with everything you guys are saying. I also gave it an eight, but to me, I think the characters could still. They're missing that oomph. Yeah, they all could just have that extra unnecessary pizzazz. attitude to them. Yeah, the pizzazz. Mm. There's there's a good derivative. For it. Yeah, derivative. But um See so yeah. you, you guys all did eights. I don't want to drop down to an eight. I would drop down to an eight point five just to be different. Just but, to be difficult. But why don't you drop down to a seven point five? Well, because I still want to be above you guys. 
Never. Fucking quick. I'll stick with my my nine. Reason so eights, 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 and uh, what was I? Eight and a half. I hate you. I'm gonna go eight and a half because uh, you, you guys convinced God me a little bit. It. I know. Come on, just join the club, dude. Not going eight. Ah, 8.5. Come on, buddy. Come mm-hmm. on, join us. No, the water's fine over here in the eight club. In the tap water? I don't. In the tap water? Ew, tap water. I'm allergic. My only problem with the characters in this episode is yeah, they don't have the oomph. And like I said, Charlie just doesn't feel like Charlie. So let's move on to the quotes. Because looking at this, I was going to give quotes six out of 10. And I don't think I'm going to do that. I'm going to give quotes five out of 10. Gave it a three. I gave it a six. Yeah, I still think my six might be, like I said, a little generous, but I do have seven, eight, I'll, nine, I'll ten leave it to whoever has the highest quote score to down. lay some quotes on us. What were your favorites? I had mine at seven, but then actually I had mine at 7.5, and then Braden, you marked me down to a seven, and then you guys pushed me down to a six. Why would they say goodnight to Charlie? Pardon? You ever been on a date with a girl who kind of knows one of your friends, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, we got to go say goodnight to him? You don't. He <laughs> does that to... So but Charlie's no, aware that I understand he, why in the story they had to say goodnight to Charlie, yeah. but in a real life situation, this is not real life. How many times do we need the to only, explain these characters? But, but are, the, are you not. saying that it wouldn't make sense for them to do that in the show itself? No, in the story of the show, it makes sense for them to do that. Right. The point is that's fucking funny. Oh yeah, because okay. in real life, I thought you were arguing that it was that. dumb. No, and then it wouldn't make. sense. I mean, it is dumb, yeah. but that's why it's but funny. dumb in the way that it's going to make you yeah. chuckle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, yeah, I was saying dumb in a way that. I thought you were saying it wouldn't make sense. So I'm saying that's a quote. Let's say because yeah, regardless of what he said, Dennis said he wanted to do. Obviously, right. the way just would have been like, yeah, okay, cool, whatever you want. But <laughs> are you wearing makeup? I'm wearing makeup. Really? Yeah. Do you have any more? <laughs> no, I didn't bring makeup. Mm. Uh, <laughs> that was pre- that was pretty funny. Like, no, I it doesn't unbang your mom. Anymore. Maybe work the body. Look, it's not gonna say- help. No, no, it's not gonna <laughs> help. I'll tell you why. It doesn't unbang your mom. Doesn't oh, I like it when you can do some body work. Mm-hmm. You could, yeah. I guess that whole uh, exchange is pretty funny. You could do yeah. some body work. Well, let lay a few shots on it, but th- that doesn't unbang your mom. Don't go blaming the move. What? Happened? What'd you do? What are you talking about? What did I do? What was with that little move? That move always works with the ladies. Frank, you have never gotten a chick with that move. What are you talking about? That's how I got my wife. Really? Yeah, so don't go blaming the move. The move works. That's like that whole situation in and of itself was more funny, but like just Frank that whole time was just like, whoa, whoa, like don't go blaming the move. Like, go for it, go for it. I don't know. That's hilarious to me. That's something that I'll, I'll, that's one quote that I use a lot Mm -hmm. in real life, just like fucking around and just be like, ooh, go for it. (laughs) Uh, I got a couple more. Um, What did you give the quotes? Everyone's uh, six. Okay. Yeah, and then, uh, when Dennis is like, everyone's getting laid. It's making me look bad. Like, he's like, even you're getting laid. Now Charlie's getting laid. I mean, uh, he says that to her, but like, you got to remember the context there. She says to him that Charlie's yeah. forcing her to have sex. He, so he doesn't realize the screwed up part of that. He just says, ah, you're getting, that's, that's kind of messed up there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, it's so for again, sure I think up. it's yeah. maybe the context and the exchange, not necessarily what's said, not necessarily like the quote of it. The quote's the catalyst in that joke, I guess. I liked the line... Um, Why? Why would a person wipe their own shit onto a wall? Only because when I was 16 and I worked at... You wipe shit on a wall? When, I probably shouldn't say the grocery store. But when I was a courtesy clerk, uh, someone made a heart 
out of doo doo. Really? I, that awesome. was That's the day amazing. I was like, wow. Customer service really is hell. Mm -hmm. was, That's that, amazing. Uh, uh, took Fuck. me one peg now down. Now I have an idea. Yeah, Morally, I have Don't let the me same into your sense. grocery stores. Still got a few more, though, uh, real quick. Sorry. No, yeah. Uh, he's like, when Frank's like, For starters, you got kids and shit. And you, you talk about them. You talk about your kids. You talk about your dead husband. I mean, it's kind of bummed me out. Oh, you know, and then he's like, uh, What was the other one in that conversation? Fuck, I didn't write it down because I knew I was going to remember it and I'm forgetting it. Uh, oh, he's like, uh, Class, it's not your fault. It's just maybe, uh, I think you're too old for me. Frank, I'm two years younger than you. That's what I'm talking about. Like, that's more, that's more like, I guess, context and like situation too, but like, I don't know. It's still a quote, so I put it in the quotes. My favorite quote, if I can say it, it's really the only one that stands out to me. And, and it's one when I heard it, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that quote because I didn't really remember much of the episode. And that quote was, I am not having sex with you, Charlie. No, it's not sex I want from you. It's sex I don't want from Dennis. Oh, yeah, that's another that I didn't write down. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> it says, you want, I'm not, it's sex that I don't want. I don't know. Dennis. I'm feeling bad about this five now. Maybe I should bump it back up to I mean, six. I mean, I don't know. Not. I still, yeah, no, I don't think so. Like I, I said, know. I think my six is generous because we went through all the quotes. and He like, has a very specific circumstance that he uses to go for it and don't blame the move in his own personal life, okay? You can't, you can't <laughs> just co-opt his experience. I'm sorry, Donnie. I won't take that from you. Yeah. I'll keep it out of five out of ten for the <laughs> quotes. The overall humor. The overall humor is the culmination of everything we've just talked about between the story and the quotes and jokes and characters. You got the overall humor of the episode. I can do five think? five. I thought it was average. It had me laughing here and there. It wasn't like I was just sitting there like the like gun fever. Uh but yeah, that's true. Gun fever, you were avidly foaming from the mouth with so much anger, if I can recall correctly. That's because I don't like guns. You started tearing apart Donnie's couch and, mm -hmm. and screaming something mm -hmm. about, what, what was it again? Something in I'm Russian. I'm going to write my uh, uh, heart and poop on the wall at, at the grocery store. In Russian? I yeah. didn't even know you knew Russian. Yeah, and that's what I, that's what I said. Well, at least you didn't like this ep uh, hate this episode that much. So I, I give it a... Um, Ooh, come back to me, actually. I'm second-guessing myself here. I, I, I pretty much agree with Tapwater. Uh, I gave it a little more of a generous score with a six. I, I mean, like I said, it, it had me laughing consistently, but it didn't give me those gut-wrenching laugh, laughs, and it wasn't just literally the entire episode. Like There were times where I was just like, all right, when's the next like really funny thing about to happen? And yeah, People have asked why I do the whole dish of the day thing, and it's because of that soundbite. I pretty much agree with tap water because I'm going to take that and put your face on it and be like, I pretty much agree with tap water, Donnie 2020 <laughs> and put that on a bumper sticker. Hell yeah. Yeah. So I guess now we got multiple stickers. <clears throat> I honestly, I had a much, a slightly higher score for my overall humor. But Ten. I, it wasn't 10. <laughs> it was slightly higher was than you guys. I, it was a 14. <laughs> but um, after hearing you guys, after hearing the, this entire podcast, um, I, I, I did bring it down. Um, it dawned on me that I really was the only one laughing super hard. But then again, you were not, but then let the here. record reflect. You were not, but in my head, I, I thought I was, but then now I'm thinking about it. It's like, 
when I did laugh, it was kind of few and far between, and it was great. And a lot of the laughs I got was just I was genuinely surprised because I honestly haven't seen this episode in so long. You don't have to have cognitive dissonance. You don't have to rationalize yourself with yourself that this was a bad episode. It's just a bad episode. I mean, it's I don't same, think it's a bad episode. I think it's that same feeling when you show your friend a uh, YouTube video that to you is like really funny and like maybe you weren't laughing out loud the first time you watched it, but you still thought it was really funny. But because your friend isn't laughing out loud while they watch it, you're like, oh my God, they hate it. They don't think it's as funny as I do. I, I is that just me? Just yeah. anxiety no. talking? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. No. Sorry. Social anxiety will go away now. That I think is funny. If they don't think it's funny, I think that's a minus point for them. <laughs> What's it like to live so carefree? You know, I doesn't care. Fuck up on my taxes a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Seven out of ten on the overall humor for me. Okay. Respectable. I Again, I, I love this episode. Again, after not seeing it for a while. But it dawns on me that there are definitely tens for overall humor out there. So, Did you already give your score? Yeah, 7.5. Okay. How is no. that low? <laughs> what was it before? <laughs> ten. <laughs> it was a ten? No. I said slightly uh, higher. I was a... Nine. Jeez. Oh, I thought when we were sitting down to write this, you said, guys, I'm about to give this a 10, I thought. Nope, never said that. Oh, I must have misheard you then, because <laughs> in my head, I was like, geez, Adam, okay. Yeah. No. That was me last week. That was me when we were recording last episode. It's me every week. <laughs> so I think the characters are spot on. I think the plot's arguably one of the best ones we've seen yet, despite what Donnie says. Sorry, Donnie, I know you like that A-B plot, but I think it's uh, chaotic. So... Five out of ten on the overall humor for me, though, because um, it's just good, not great. Hell yeah. No, just to clarify, like I said, I mean, I did give it an eight. For for it not being what I really want, it was as good as it can be. I will give you that. It was as, as good far as, as it the gets. story. Yeah, as far as the story as goes. As yeah. Quick correction, not five out of ten. Seven out of ten. I'm yeah. giving for I gave it a five humor. out of ten. Yeah. For the humor, yeah, I gave it a six. Okay, so this is interesting. I'm seeing we're green on the characters, but like as far as the humor of this episode goes, we're all kind of varying, it seems. Last but not least, the final category, it's the I gave it a four point four one for the four hundred and forty one dollars Mac has and the little rubber band. (laughs) (laughs) Did you already do the math on the the total episode score? Yeah I did. Oh interesting. I, I, I would love to bet that it might be off. What? <laughs> what are you implying? Uh, I give it a seven for the exact number of times they said Charlie work. Charlie work. Because that's what this episode was that's essentially good, about. Yeah. I gave mine an eight, uh, which is essentially two for each recurring character that I saw and love. Oh, that's nice. Fucking yeah. recount them. Oh. Go. <laughs> Waitress. Yeah, one. Max, mom. Yeah, one. Charlie's mom. Yeah, three. Dennis's mom. Yeah, four. And I don't know who else. Well, there you go. That's all you need to do. Four. Boom. Shut up, tap water. I'm sorry. You can't count. There were four returning... There were four recurring characters, and therefore you gave it an eight? I said two for each. Shit, (laughs) fucking... How about this? He liked the episode. I'm going to give it nine go-for-its out of ten. Go for it. Go for it. Uh, I'm glad I didn't pick that, because if I thought about that, that for sure would have been mine. So I'm glad I, I ended up going a different route. Uh, but I like that one. Alternate, if someone stole go for it, I was going to do Frank's moves or... I okay. Don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I yeah. didn't have a backup backup. I wouldn't have either. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out. Honestly, when a plan comes together. Honestly, my wild card scores honestly come down to whoever like says their score first, if they take mine or not. If they take my idea. Mm-hmm. 
I normally forget to do a wild card going into, and I remember halfway through. So this is the first one that I really had a an idea going into what I wanted to do. All right, guys, the list of lists, our ultimate ranking of every episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So far, of course, only features a few episodes from season two and season one. The question is, where does it land? This episode, Mac, Mac Bangs, Dennis's mom, is our fifth favorite episode. It is at the number five spot, sandwiched in between Charlie Has Cancer and the Gang Goes Jihad. So when we started out this recording, this was originally, I think, going to be probably our second favorite episode. So I think over the course of this recording, we realized maybe we didn't like it as much as we had thought, which is a shame because this is now the highest rated episode by IMDb fans. It's the worst. We don't want to use IMDb to reference everything, so we'd love to know what you think about It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, season two specifically. Hit us up on our social medias at Always Sunny Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Somebody talk to me. I'm so alone. <laughs> uh, this is my fourth favorite episode, Adam's fourth favorite episode, or sorry, Donnie's fourth favorite episode. Adam, this is your fifth favorite episode in the dish of the day. This goes to number six for you. Keep in mind, we've only done 12 episodes so far, so it's right smack dab in the middle, I guess an above average episode, all things considered. Slightly. So not as bad as what we did to Gun Fever, also, comparatively. Also, not allowed to say all things considered unless you were for NPR. And I, if I whisper talk it, all things considered. Take it away, Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> One last time, back to the show, and it's always sunny. Rumham.transistor.fm is where you can find all our social media links, all the platforms you can listen to Rumham and Wild Cards on, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Go subscribe. And while you're at Apple Podcasts, please throw us a five-star review. And if you take a screenshot of your review, send it to our DMs. We uh, might just send you our awesome new Rumham and Wild Cards Ongo Gablogian stickers. So uh, stay tuned. Check our Instagram to see what those look like. And uh, stay tuned for more reviews of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Every episode of Sunny ranked in order. Good night, New York. Peace. Rumham and Wild Cards is produced, directed, and edited by me, Braden Plegencool. Donnie Crunkleton is our associate producer. This episode was written and hosted by Braden Plegencool, Donnie Crunkleton, Adam Rothbart, and the Dish of the Day. Uh-huh.